This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Now, if you've ever stood in Bloberg Beach, and maybe if you've had a little bit of elevation, and you've seen the, on a clear day Robben Island, you might have said something like, look how close Robben Island looks. I'm sure you could just swim to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But you have no idea what that might entail. And it's an absolute pleasure this morning <laughs> that we can have uh, Louise Bowley here joining us. Louise, good morning and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Robin Island isn't that close to Bloberg Beach, is it? No, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Louise, I think before we get to your amazing story, and I must say, um, not coming from Cape Town, but having had one experience where I had a surf lesson in the waters at Bloberg, I can just tell you those waters, it's, it's territory that you have to know when you enter them. And it can be very scary, you know, just for a person wanting to enjoy the ocean, not to say swimming from Robben Island mm-hmm. to Bloberg. But we want to start with your journey. First, there's an important aspect, I think, be- before we get to the swimming, because it also involves how amazing it is that you actually um, got to do the swim. And that, that is the fact that you are on the autistic spectrum. So just take us a little bit back where that journey started for you and how it impacts your daily life. Um, thank you for asking that question. Um, so when I was in my early 30s, um, I was with the ministry and then one of the ladies said, oh, I think you might be autistic. And I said, well, I didn't know that. So I went to my psychiatrist at the time and then I confronted him. I said, why didn't you tell me? And he's <laughs> like, oh, no, yes, you are on the spectrum. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so, um, yeah, and how it impacts me is with um, sensory issues quite a lot. Um, loud sounds, too much, um, sometimes smells, um, sometimes the bright light, um, that also. So the, my, my skin is very sensitive to stuff. I remember my mom having to cut out labels when I was growing up mm. because they were like, well, certain kinds of clothes I just can't wear because it's just too scratchy. Yes. And then also quite a bit of social awkwardness, um, not knowing how to do small talk. But I think my teaching English as a foreign language teacher kind of cured the small talk because you have to do small talk <laughs> for hours on end. So yeah. that really taught me how to do that better. So, yeah. Um, and also sometimes the eye contact isn't always like normal conversation thing Mm. so yeah that's the basic sort of overview yeah and when did you realize why before that you say that ADHD was quite prevalent in your younger years yes so um that was in like okay I'm old school standard four that's probably grade six now I think yes yeah yeah. (laughs) I was in uh that's when when my mom sort of took me to a different psychiatrist back then and said like oh no I must go on Ritalin because I can't keep my focus Mm. So keeping focus is also a struggle. So I celebrate every time I manage to finish something, however small it is. Anytime I finish something, it's like, yes, I finished it. (laughs) Because it's a struggle to finish things a lot. Brad, you know me by now. And Mm -hmm. Brad knows that I'm a highly sensitive person. That's actually also something. And I can so relate to things like labels, you know, touch, um, a temperature in a room, sound, all those things, and how it can actually exhaust you if you are exposed to it for too long. But in terms of um, swimming now, 
put us in in that world because that's that's quite far removed from what we're talking about, mm. and that also removes us from people because it's it's quite a solo thing to do. So, how did you get into swimming? Um, so. Actually, if I go right back, I used to walk down the road. I grew up in Ronneboch. I used to walk down the road in my um, our first, very first house. Um, I would walk down the road for swimming lessons. And I think I, was, I remember being about six years old mm. or something like that. And um, I remember my swimming teacher saying, no, the warm-up is like 20 lengths now in a residential pool. That's like 10 meters maybe. So that's a quite a substantial warm-up for a six-year-old I think or seven years old um so that's where my swimming journey started so I think I learned to swim before I learned to ride and then um of course school swimming is a whole different thing because you like changing with all the I went to all girls school Mm -hmm. um both in junior school and in high school and then after school I contacted my high school swimming teacher I wanted to like brush up my stroke again so I've always sort of had a connection with the water and I love the sea going to fish hook growing up and then so COVID was a problem <laughs> and I thought you know what I have a facing fears bucket list which which nobody really knew about anyway and I was like well you know we can all have a bucket list and that's all good but but are we going to really take our fears seriously and not let them overpower us and actually enjoy life um, so I thought, yeah, hello, what's a nice challenge? I was like, yeah, Robin Island, it's okay, you know, whatever. So um, not realizing the extent to which you need to actually train <laughs> and the commitment it requires. Mm. And, um, yeah, so then I got back into swimming. I actually, um, it was on a, I gave a friend a lift to your wedding we were going to in 21 in 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 april march april and um i was sort of playing around with the idea then i was like oh yeah robin island maybe and she said no i have a friend who did it you know just did it in that december and i was like oh okay that's interesting um and so her name is mark marie and she's actually friends with alvain ace who Mm. did it Uh and um she was actually talking about alvain ace and I didn't know that. I had no clue at that point. Um, and then sort of in June, I was like, I was like, I have this thing is if I talk to someone about it or to 10 people more than once, then I'm like, then I kind of rope myself into actually doing it. <laughs> I like the way you said that. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, no, wait, now I'm committed. So then I was like, wait, okay, so how do we go about this then? So you got it like logical. It's like, well, it would be really good to actually talk to people who've done it because that, you know, get a coach who's done it, mm. get, get a coach, get a coach would be good. And then talk to people who've, who've done it. And then I got connected through Big Bay events, through Derek Fraser with Michelle Weber, who's a two-time Olympian. And then um, in the swimming community, there's also Ryan Stramrud, who is incidentally the brother of my one friend who I went to school with. Um, Jillian Stramrud. So I got connected to him and he helped with some of the mind coaching. Michelle helped me with the program. And then um, I got some advice from Alvain as well on the swim and how to do it and everything. So I I actually, you know, and Derek and the team and 
even the photography team from Light Lounge Studios. And um, yeah, so what actually happened also as well, like on Facebook, I was sharing it for myself to say like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, I swam today. This is good. <laughs> okay, this is great, you know, because uh, one of the reasons that I also wanted to do Robin Island was to put my routine back in order because I lost a lot of routine over COVID mm -hmm. and I needed a challenge that would require me to get out of the house, that would require me to have a little bit of self-discipline and that would also get me in the water because water, I actually love water. It's actually the pressure of the water is calming mm. and that sensory deprivation is actually really good for the sensory overload. Mm. So, yeah. So then in March, I think it was in March or April also, like last year, I suddenly saw a post that had like 60 likes or something. I was like, what did I do? I was like, I was just sharing this for me. So, and I was like, oh, people are following the journey. I was like, oh, oh, wow. Okay, so now I'm really committed. And actually, I listened to a talk from one of the people who did Robin and said, yeah, on your first Robin Island, so just don't let people know. And I'm like, yeah, that ship sailed long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I was like, no, is that how you <laughs> That's way too late. And they were like, so many of my friends I hadn't seen in a long time. And people, you know, they, they came at the shore. They were waiting for me that Saturday a few weeks ago. And I was just so over, just, I mean, emotional and overwhelmed by it. It was just, I mean, I didn't expect like, people to be there and and it was so amazing like every single one of them and all the support from everyone like all the ones who said they couldn't be there but wanted to be there and just hmm. it was it was just like because it was my journey to overcome the fear of the dark water because i've always had the fear of the, the sea is scary <laughs> yep. Yep. i mean i think i think you're immensely brave i mean this is such a massive journey to prepare yourself uh, can i quickly jump in and ask please, you a question please. louise what, what is your mindset like because it's one thing saying i'm going to swim which you clearly are capable of but swimming is going to get you to one point when like okay it's cold or i'm scared or i'm tired or i don't think i can do this how did you overcome that overcome the tiredness or the fear all the stuff that you had to face i mean all the different things along the way oh. as you're going through each phase of your swim there's so many things you're facing i mean how did you just continue to push through those things oh you mean of the actual swim yeah oh okay well on the actual swim day i was i actually overslept and my my lift was late so <laughs> what a start <laughs> yes yeah, so i mean there were there were so many miracles on that day so I had actually just put my trust in, in God about it. It was, this has also been like a God swim. Like I really believe he told me to do it. And um, so I know this, this is crazy, but on the Thursday, I think, Thursday, my nerves were hitting the whole day, the entire day. I was, I was like shaking and nervous. And then Friday, the Friday before, I was like, okay, I'm calm. And then, um, so I didn't have a lift to Oceana Club. Um, I didn't know who my skipper was or who the who the timer was. Um, I brought bought the snacks that I thought I needed, and I brought like a six pack of um, tropical Energade, <laughs> and I booked the you know the protein drink and everything. So it's like okay, that's all in order. Um, and then like the morning, the Friday morning. My lift phones me and said, no, no, I'm lifting you to Oceana. It's like, okay, cool. And you would think like, oh, why didn't you ask people? And I'm like, no, I 
the Holy Spirit didn't tell me to ask people. So I didn't. And so I was running late. And then we managed to get there. Then you had to fill in the indemnity and everything else. And in fact, the photographers, um, what's it, those thingies that go on the water, the, the, the one, um, the jet ski didn't have a battery. So they had to buy that in the morning as well. And, um, and then, you know, we got to the, I know I was supposed to leave, start the swim at nine, but we started at half past nine. And it was very interesting to go to the island because the only other time I've been to the island was serving um, as a waitress actually at the prison. So oh, I've never actually ever been on a tour of the island. So now I've swam from the island and I've, and I've served on the island, but I've never like seen the tour. So I, the, the, the thoughts, what, I, I got some coaching with this, like swim from feed to feed. So you have a feed every half an hour and it's like literally less than a minute. And it's like 200 mils of the liquid and everything. So now I'm running late. Now I had in my mind, I'm going to wake up at six. I'm going to have like bacon and eggs <laughs> and have a good breakfast. I'm going to be fine or whatever, whatever. I wake up at half past seven on the dot. Mm. My one friend is calling me, praying like mad that I wake up because I'm not answering my phone. And so I had a bowl of future life. And that's all I had for breakfast. And I had pasta the night before, but I mean still. And then, um, so I knew that you had to get off in the one part of the island. And so I, so, oh yeah. And then I had to, to double back because I forgot to put the watch on and all that. So, and then we had to swim to a part where it's rocky and the waves are. And there was somebody else that was doing it as well. She was in a wetsuit mm. and I'm in, obviously in my costume. So I swam out there uh, through the kelp and I'd never swam. Th the one thing that got me was the kelp because I was afraid of it. But when I actually did the swim through the kelp, I was like, oh, it's not so bad. I just want to pause you there. We're speaking to Louise Bowley and Louise is um, sharing a journey where she actually swam from Robben Island to Bloberg. But you mentioned now you said you were in a costume and you say obviously. Explain to our listeners, you just say it so casually, but I mean, those waters are so cold. It's freezing. So one would assume a wetsuit is the way to go. Okay, so there's three categories of swims for Robben Island. There's the skins, which I did. The reason I did skins is I don't own a wetsuit and I think doing a Robin Island swim, you need to do it like they used to always do it, which okay. is with a costume only, not a wetsuit. So they have the wetsuits, they have the special needs category and then they have the, the skins. Okay, brave lady. You are very brave. <laughs> so we, we don't have heaps of time. So take us through the actual swim okay. while you're in the water and you're doing your thing. What's going through your mind as you're moving along for those few hours? Okay, so... Well, the first 3.3 Ks, like, first of all, the other miracle was the weather because there were storms right up until I think it was the 8th of June. There were like real storms. And I had a clear weather. The water was literally as flat as the table. There wasn't even chop on the water. Now, chop is the little waves on the water. So the first about 3.3 Ks, I felt like I was swimming in my swimming pool actually i was like oh this is like i used to swim in my swimming pool at home that's what i was thinking <laughs> i was like oh this is great and then every time she would hold the bottle out from there it's like oh so this is a this is a feed now it's like okay and then suddenly the current hit and i've mm. never swam in current so strong and that's what extended my time so she was like my my captain she was like michelle petrie and i was like wow she was like Dig deep. You have to swim against the current. Just dig deep. And I was like, okay. 
And then I was like, oh, you really have to dig deep. Okay, so like I had to push against the current. Mm. And I actually, we kept on moving. And I had to keep on pushing against the current. And then, um, so I was like, yo, I better keep going. And then some people have asked, like, did you ever think of stopping? And I was like, yeah, just for about a minute or two. I was like, okay, should I? <laughs> like, this is really <laughs> difficult, this current. Um, and then I was like, okay, no, we always finish everything. So, um after the current, suddenly my, my goggles started to cloud up. Mm. I took them off and put them back on again. And then the sun was blinding me on the left mm. and I couldn't see where I was swimming. I could, I, I remember seeing the, the shore, the, like the blow book, the houses, but I think that was like when I was a baby, about an hour and a half out. And, and I was like, oh yeah, the shore is like, well, that's not actually there yet. But, and then the last, I think it was for the last maybe hour i swam blind i had she wrote i heard her on the radio and she radioed for the lifeguards from big bay lifeguards to come on the stand-up paddleboard the photo of that was them escorting me to shore because i mm. couldn't see i was swimming blind for i think the last hour it must have been Yo. i couldn't see anything they're like she's like can you hear your friends cheering it's like yeah i can hear them so i think i had just come around the rocks i was supposed to go through the rock so the the current that put me she, they said the current had put me away behind those rocks, you know, those two lots of rocks. Yeah. And then I had to come through. So I had to like swim through the current back around, mm. oh, no. escorted by the stand-up paddleboard lifeguard. And because they were just like lying on their boards, just making sure I was going in straight line. It's like, no, but to the right. Because I remember her saying, no, you must, you must aim where the cloud is, where the mountain is. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll aim there. And then I couldn't see. And I, literally until the lifeguard said to me, put your feet down on the sand, I, I hadn't seen the shore. Yeah. How long did that take you? What was your time? Five hours and 41 minutes with like two-minute breaks for, for the feed. And so it's. You mentioned when you started, one of the things you struggled with is finishing something. When your feet touched that sand, what was going through your head? Um... I was like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> it's like, oh, I made it. Like, oh, okay. I was like, and then I was a bit dizzy. I think I had a little bit of vertigo as well. What an accomplishment. I think you can be very proud. I don't know anyone personally, apart from Alvain that we'd met, mm. who's done the swim. So well done to you. Uh, someone mentioned here on our WhatsApp line, Louise is an iron lady, says this message. Yeah, which I think, Clark thanks, said Mariki. Such a brave friend. Um, we do have to ask that question because I, I remember, and I want to get quickly back to when I had the surf lesson, mm -hmm. I just had to focus on not drowning. So there weren't even times to actually think about sharks. And I'm really fearful. And we said it jokingly, but that is obviously a reality. In uh, If you are in the ocean, there are sharks. Did, you, did that ever cross your mind? Do you think about sea life or are you so focused in that moment? Um. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, there's usually two things people worry about, the sharks and the gold. Now, I did cold water training. Mm. I swam in 12-degree water for an hour and a half at the Oakland Club, uh, Oakdale Club quite a few times. Um, so, um, and I didn't even know it was 12-degree water temperature one or, one or two of the times. So I was used to the cold water. The sharks like warm water. So they actually prefer the other side of the ocean. Mm. So I wasn't actually scared. And I think a seal swam under me during the swim as well. So... For me, I was like, 
all throughout this journey of training and everything, oh, the sharks. And I'm like, no, I'm not worried about the sharks. I'm just like the dark water. The cold is not an issue. So it's like, yeah, the, the cold is a non-issue because, I, I mean, you'll ask my friends. I think last year I went uh, with a friend to like a ladies' event at the um, somewhere and I, I was wearing a summer dress and a jacket and everyone else was <laughs> – and this was in August last year, mm. I think – and everyone else was in like two or three jackets and like 10 layers. And I just had like a thin cotton dress. And it was the same way, <laughs> but I was fine. So how do, you, how do you feel now having completed something so big? How does that fill you with confidence for the next thing to complete? Um, I'm still sort of, you know, emotionally, I think it only hit me on the Tuesday afterwards. And I started to cry a bit. And my coach said that like I was crying as I got out the water. And I was like, yeah, I can't. Even <laughs> so, for me, it's like wow. Okay, I d mm -hmm. I did this. I did this. This is the thing that not a lot of people do. Like, you know, there's less people that have done Robin Island that have climbed Mount Everest, and it's like okay. So, I'm I'm okay. I've done this. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, the next thing with facing fears bucket list is things like claustrophobia and um, heights and scary things like that but for me the claustrophobia definition is not being crowded in a lift because that's not enough pressure on your body claustrophobia is actually crowded on your skin which means scuba diving mm. because scuba diving you have to breathe wrong you breathe the other way and your skin can't breathe because of mm. the wetsuit and you the pressure of the water that's like that's claustrophobia yeah so the bucket list is there and the next thing is lined up. And that's all we've got time for. Louise, thank you so much for your time. Louise Bowley swam. Uh, despite what you shared early on about having ADHD and uh, being on the autism spectrum, having a bucket list of facing her fears and having done that Robin Island Bloberg swim. So well done. So many people cheering you along then and even now all this time later. Anita as well just saying, we were there, we were there. Raynette saying, we were there. So you've got such a wonderful support base. And I mean, that must be an amazing part of whatever it is you tackle, the people. Oh, yes. Like I was just, I was just bowled over by like all the support from everyone. Like I was like, wow, okay. It's like, I mean, I appreciate every single person that has supported me. Mm online offline like who were there like everyone i just mm. i'm so grateful and thankful for, for every single part of the team louise thank you so much for sharing and if people want to make contact with you can they contact you in which way oh yes so i've got um i'm on facebook um i have an email address louise bowley at gmail.com i'm on instagram which is louise bowley i've got a youtube channel which i've explained also about some of my swim so that's also Louise Bowley. You just look that up. Mm. Um, and what is it? YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. And I have a blog that <laughs> I do a lot of writing on because like next year my book is coming out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.